so I was thinking about what story to tell tonight, and um, and I decided, okay, like everyone's story is going to be about them having a bad date where like the other person sucked, right? And I was like, I'm going to tell a story where I was the shitty date because I have one, and and then I thought oh shit, like everyone's gonna think I'm just a bad date and like I'm the worst. And so so just to let you know, there are a lot of stories I could have told. There is a story where I break up with a millionaire for real and I'm not telling you that one. Keep that in mind. Um, okay, so my story is also an online dating story, which I imagine is like everyone my age's dating stories. Who has not been on an online date in this room? Oh, wow. Okay, I stand corrected. Um, so I, uh, I hadn't until this foray into Match.com. This was like 2009. And, um, and I started online dating because I was like, this is perfect for me. This is perfect for analytical people who like to make lists. Like I will just weed through all the crap and then I'll pick like 10 guys to go on dates with. And then if that doesn't work, nothing works. So I like go through this whole process where I'm weeding people out. And um, here's something weird I found out about me. Um, I have like insanely good looking men flock to me. <laughs> now online, this is, this is the case. Like just like this constant parade of like, just like chiseled men who should be in movies. And this is such a waste because that's not my thing. And so like I kept getting these messages and I was like, oh, why aren't you like shorter or fatter or something? And um, so I keep like like saying no to all these people that like my friends are like, Curry, come on. Um, but finally there's like, there's this one guy who keeps messaging me and like he's too good looking, I don't like it. But he's really, really nice, he's really funny and we like, a lot of the same stuff. So I'm like, okay, I'll go on this one date with Justin. So uh, so Justin takes me to Hugo's restaurant on Santa Monica. Good food. Um, and, and when we get there, like, <laughs> the first thing that happens is that a little girl falls, like a five-year-old girl. And, and just like immediately, he like went and like picked her up and was like, are you okay? So I'm already like, oh, this is really sweet. And, um, and then we, we sit down and eat, and like, we like all of the same stuff. Like, I bring up the Mary Tyler Moore show, which is my favorite show of all time. It's no one's favorite show of all time. And he was like, oh my God, have you seen the episode where Mary gets audited? And he like knows the name of the guest star on that episode, like the actor who's in one episode, Paul Sands. And he's like, I love Paul Sands. And I was like, whoa, this guy's for real. So. So by the end of this meal, I'm like, okay, like, I'm gonna give this handsome motherfucker a chance, even though. So, um, so we were we were supposed to go to the Groundlings after that, which is a, a comedy club, and uh, there was just like sort of a weird amount of time between our dinner and that. There was still like another hour and a half or something. So we're like, okay, let's like go to Amoeba Records and hang out. And we go to Amoeba and like, oh, we like all the same music. Oh, that was so great. And I start to realize like, oh, I like this guy. Oh, shit. Um, now I don't know how to act because here's my thing. Like, I'm like aloof with people and then that draws them to me because they're like, oh, like she's a challenge or whatever, but now I like him and I'm like, oh. And so I was like, this isn't gonna work. And then I just realized as I was sitting in that couch that I am unintentionally negging guys. Do you guys know what negging is? Any pickup artists? <laughs> Andy. 
<laughs> Negging is this thing that horrible men do. Um, where <laughs> morally ambiguous men, um, uh, where they like insult you in order to sort of gain favor with you, because then you're like, oh, I have to like win his affections or whatever. Anyway, so I realized like, oh God, that's like what I do to guys. It's a lot to learn about yourself at Amoeba. Um, so, uh, so this like this date continues. We're having a really good time, and. Uh, the time for the groundlings passes. And we're like, oh shit, like it's, you know, now it's 7.45, the show's at eight, we're not gonna get there. And we both are like, oh, we don't want this date to end though, what should we do? So I have an idea. So at this point, I really like this guy and I'm like, I know, okay, I don't have the aloof thing anymore, but I'll show him I'm quirky, okay. So I say, let's go to the Scientology-owned anti-psychiatry museum. And, uh, and he's like, the what? And <laughs> so I'm like, oh yeah, this place, I've been five times. Okay, it's owned by the Church of Scientology. They don't believe in psychiatry. They don't believe in psychology. They don't believe in drugs. So you go and they tell you all about how all of medical science is horrible and it's so crazy, you wanna go? And, uh, and he's like, okay. So, <laughs> so we go, again, this is like my fifth or sixth visit. And so we go in and I'm like, oh, you know, like this is Disneyland for me, I love weird shit. So we go in and I'm just, just looking back on it, I am so unaware of the signals this poor guy is sending me. So we walk in and I'm like, look at that, like they blame the Holocaust on psychiatrists, isn't that funny, that's so great. And like every, every exhibit, like he's walking by it and going like, oh. and the museum's long and slow, so like, for 90 minutes, this guy is just like humoring me. And I don't notice this until I'm a journalist, so like I'm observant. So by the time we leave and get in his car, I look at him and just like his whole face is white. Like, like as if he just found out his mom died, like really looks bad. And so I <laughs> turned to him and I was like, you're not having a good time, are you? And, uh, and he said, no. And, uh, and I was like, I'm so sorry. But like, you know, it's, it's like, it's crazy. Like they believe, they believe crazy things. And he was like, yeah, but like, it's crazy. And they believe crazy things. And that's where I was okay. Like we have a, a little bit of a different point of view. Um, and then he told me his uncle is a psychiatrist who helps kids who have severe mental problems like schizophrenia in school. And so he's walking through this whole museum thinking about his poor uncle, who these people are trying to put out of business, and he thinks he's a hero. And I, so I'm like, oh, okay. Maybe this isn't the place to take you. Um, uh, do you want to go anywhere else? And, uh, <laughs> and he, he said, he literally said, I need to go to a bar. So I'm like, okay, let's go to a bar. So we go to a bar and I feel totally responsible for this guy's horrible night. So I'm like, let me buy you a drink. And he's like, yup. So I give, I give the bartender my card. I'm like, leave it open. And he gets a drink, downs it, orders another. And like, he knows this is on my credit card. And he's just like, one more, one more, I'll have another. And like by drink four, the guy's like, I just gotta tell you, Carrie, about my ex-girlfriend, Holly. Her name was Holly. Um, and she was so great, 
And you know what? Now that I think about it, I'm in love with her. And so this becomes like a psychiatry, well, a psychology session where I'm like talking this dude through his breakup, which he now tells me was a month ago. And um, so, so finally, like, he has bought like five or six drinks. They're like $4 a piece. I'm like, um, and I'm going to have to tip this woman. Um, so, so like kind of to get him to leave, I was like, you know what? You should tell her. You should go tell Holly. And, uh, and, he's, and he's like, yeah, I got to tell her. She's the love of my life. And like, I don't even know if this woman broke up with him or he broke up with her. I might have sent this crazy guy to her house. Um, but but uh, he's like, yeah, good talk, man. And then he got up and like his car is this way and he walks out the door and he goes this way into the night and I never saw him again. And then I'll get the Hershey kiss for you. Do you have a piece of dating advice after that experience? Uh, for people dating yeah. you? No, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Um, don't go to anything owned by Scientology. It's probably not the greatest idea. Um, unless you're a Scientologist, in which case, welcome. Um, uh, um, and, like, you know, if you just broke up with your girlfriend that you're in love with, like, maybe chill out. Maybe wait a month. Maybe wait two months. Ha, ha, ha.